This is a Project Humanoid production. Whammo. Project Humanoid, this is Murder, My Dude. I'm BP Burke. And I'm BP Burke. You are not. You are not. No, I am. That is my real name, Brian Paddington Burke. Mm. It is. It is. And you like marmalade. Marmalade. Marm. Violated marmalade. Um, yeah, so uh, I have a new venture. Do you? <laughs> it's like one of those, you know, like... Y- you watch those movies where those guys just they, they always have like some harebrained uh, yeah hair Kramer. Brain You're basically Kramer. I'm Kramer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean I still have all my other yeah. things, but but I'm trying to think of as as far as money. So here's here's what so here's what happened. Okay, it's Ooh, a monk. Yeah, it's gonna be on Peacock. I bet. Oh, man, I can't wait. I thought I had my sound off. Unprofessional. Unprofessional. Unprofessional conduct so, from not BP Bird. Uh oh yeah. And today, I'm Jackson Wells. Oh, good. I was, there you go. I was hoping. So, uh, anyway, long story short, I'll meet me still. Don't stream really like I used to, uh, which I should because, you know, I can make the, the moolah, the Lucini. Um, the fabulous moolah. This is it. What? Lucini falling from the sky. Let's give it. Do you remember that song? No. Really? Really. Huh. So, and you call yourself a black person. I do not. I'm a white person. Mm, that's not what you say when... You're in your room alone, and I'm listening through the door with odd. a cup. It's a little odd. It's not what happens at 4.30 in the morning when I have your bedroom bugged. Yeah. So. I'm asleep at 4.30 in the morning. Mm. Why are you bu- talking I, in your I sleep? I a lot in my sleep. Talking in I your wouldn't sleep. be listening to that bug. You're, uh, you're the romantics. I, I know the secrets that you keep. When I'm farting in my sleep, gross. I hear you I, love you love fart humor. I do fart fart jokes are the highest form of comedy. So right? I'm still on Meet Me, and I don't stream that much anymore or whatever. But uh, I hang a, I hang out a lot with uh, this dude Eddie. He goes by Kitty on there, mm-hmm. K I T T Y. Um, and uh, so what was the latest thing that you know that I like the kick that I was on lately? Mark Twain. Mark Twain, right? So I was on this like Mark Twain, you know, Tom Sawyer, Huckleberry Finn th- kick. What about Huckleberry Hound? Well, I like Huckleberry Hound, actually. I think he was underrated. I think he was underrated. What about S- Snagglepuss? No, nah, I never liked him. Heavens to Murgatroyd. Exit stage left, even. Never liked him. We'll talk about exit stage left next week. Okay. So, fuck. There we go. That's a good opening. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, well, well, sorry, I just screamed "fuck" yeah, really did. loud. I scared you. He jumped. Uh, so anyway, I'm on this like Tom Sawyer Huck Finn kick, and because uh, there's something, there's something about it. Like when you when you read about Mark Twain, and then you just like he just has this. Uh, he just misses his, I guess, his childhood. You know, like, he's this old guy. He's kind of like he's lo- like 
he keeps uh, his angelfish around. They're mm-hmm. these young girls that he that he meets, uh, and, and it's in a very grandfatherly way. Um, today, obviously, you know how everybody's offended by everything, and everybody's you know wants to call everybody creepy and you know whatever. Um, he, uh, I think, what it was is I think that because he, he, you know, he ends up losing two daughters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they died. He didn't actually like lose right. them. You know, he had like get them lost in the couch cushions or something right or like yeah at like a store and then he's like i can't find Susie, you know what i mean like uh and he had a, a little boy that died but anyway you can look into his his history with the, the angel fish some people find it creepy i i think that he was just an innocent old you know coot an old coot <laughs> i think he was just an old coot yeah old coot so anyway I'm, I'm i'm just like reading all this stuff and and uh, he writes Tom Sawyer when he's about my age. Mm-hmm. He's about like 40 years old. And he writes Tom Sawyer. And it's a hymn to childhood, to youth. Right. And um, I think that at that point is probably where he really started like going, oh, man, like all that's gone. Would you consider yourself today's Tom Sawyer? <sighs> Would you consider yourself a modern day warrior? Keep going. Is your mind for rent? No, my mind is not for rent. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I was really just out, oh, and, and and they're and they're like, I'll, I'll get off of it, and then all of a sudden something will fucking bring it back. Like one day the kids are watching Family Guy, mm-hmm. and they do an episode where it's like Tom Sawyer, and I'm like, the fuck, <laughs> and I'm like, I just can't get away from it. So anyway, I was really into that stuff, and we're talking and. We were talking about uh, this this one YouTuber I watched named Justin Scard, and right next door to the the uh, Mark Twain house that they call it the Mark Twain uh, childhood home, and that's at two hundred six Hill Street in um, Hannibal, Missouri. They should have renamed this street Hill Street because this street is a big fucking hill. Yeah, and if and if that was the case, we would be near two hundred six Hill Street, right? Uh, and it's funny because I grew up, my very first house was 208 Mountain Street. Mm-hmm. And the house next door to Tom Sawyer's house is now the uh, souvenir shop. Okay. And it's 208 Hill Street. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that's the the uh, the thing is 208 Hill Street, and I grew up at 208 Mountain Street. Um, I was like, did I ever live in an 06? I don't think I did. I lived at 305. Didn't that 350? Right? Was, yeah, I, I don't know. Did we live at a 350 before? I didn't. No? No. Huh. I thought, what was the the house that we uh, rented a basement? 380. 380. 80. 80. I was, I've been a... This is going to be a great podcast if you're looking for uh, lotto numbers to play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to play 305 oh. boxed. Yeah. Boxed. <laughs> yeah. My uh my grandmother would always play the same uh lot. It was always one two seven uh she would play. My grandmother I think played three eighteen. This is her address. Mm-hmm. My one grandmother. My other grandmother didn't leave her bed. She just honked her fucking QVC horn or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> QVC horn. <laughs> so anyway, uh so we're talking about Tom Sawyer and the Justice Guard, and he goes into the shop, and he like they have all this Huckleberry jam. Oh wow! 
And I'm talking to Eddie, and Eddie's like, Huckleberry Jam. He's like, what the? What is that? And I was like, I, I mean, obviously, it's jam, you know, made from huckleberries. Yeah. What the hell are huckleberries? And then he goes, I'm your huckleberry. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, I got one for each of you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, That's so, for an audience of one. <laughs> one and a half. Yeah. Actually, three and a half. Oh, wow. Wait. Four and a half. All right. It's for, it's for most of our audience. No, it's four and a half. Oh, that's not most of Me, our audience. Mm-hmm. You. Uh-huh. Nate. Yeah. And half of Eddie. Okay, yeah. He watched half of it. Oh, okay. He never finished watching it, but he really liked what he, you know, what he saw. I think, I think it's a, it's an attention thing. I am it's a three uh, hour movie. Yeah, yeah. A three hour movie. A three hour movie. We're singing. This is great. It's, it's uh, it's like, a musical. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, would anybody ever do that? <clears throat> so anyway, yeah. Huckleberry Jam. So I look into when apparently they're these rare-ish uh, berries. They're smaller than a blueberry. They're mm-hmm. tiny, but they... I've been eating a lot of blueberries this week, by the way. Blueberries. Yeah. I remember somebody would say blueberry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're very good for you. They have a lot of free radicals. Like Benoit and Malenko. No. no. What about new radicals? You only get what you give with them. Mm. Yeah. So we we start talking about huckleberries and we're like, we should just make our own fucking huckleberry jam. Hmm. And then we're talking about like making jellies and jams and shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because he he I think it was like last weekend was at like he went to i thought he was supposed to be going to west virginia but he went to virginia and he was at his buddy's place and his buddy does like all this like farming stuff and then like farmers markets wow, like okay. selling you know like fruit and shit at like farmers markets and we're talking about like man we should do something but we should like make jellies and shit like we should make like huckleberry jam or like blueberry jam mm-hmm. you know what i mean like stuff like that alabama jam that'd be dope dude yeah that'd be dope Alabama jammer. Yeah, put like rainbows and stars on the on the jar. What what would be because so so check this out. Fifty dollars and two cheeseburgers would be in the Alabama jam. God damn it. That's a that is a joke for one, and I'm sitting across the room from him. I know. <laughs> Gary Coleman. Uh, um, that's five hundred dollars, not fifty dollars and two cheeseburgers. That was five hundred dollars, yeah. Uh so fuck, man. You bring it up. You're going way back. Yeah. God damn. That was a Ryan Nation. Yeah, that was a guy who wrote for like Slam Wrestling. Yeah, and, Ryan Nation. He kind of uh, would collaborate with some of our old. Our yeah, he old he podcasts. he. Uh, yeah, he was he guested on a podcast we did, and he told this story about a uh, wrestling show he was at where Bobby Eaton, who was one of the Midnight Express, he was a fantastic worker and has a reputation for being one of the nicest men in the history of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. And apparently, they couldn't pay him what they had promised him for the show. So they did like they just kind of bartered back and forth, and he finally agreed to get paid uh, fifty dollars and two cheeseburgers. What a fucking di- like! I wish I wish I don't even have fifty bucks, but I wish I could go to him like, "Hey, dude, here's fifty dollars and two cheeseburgers." Yeah. Well, he's had some, he but probably, I wouldn't want to give him the two cheeseburgers. Yeah, maybe, he's maybe had like some, a veggie burger. He's had some ticker ticker issues. Yeah, so. right. Like so, let's let maybe yeah, like a fifty. How about this? Fifty dollars, two heads of lettuce, and some quinoa. And quinoa, yeah. So. So we start talking about it, and then the more we're talking about, the more it's just like, well, this is doable. 
it's a doable thing. It's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. It just like costs a little bit with getting you know the canner, which is that like the big pot that you basically you after you can your your uh, jelly mixture, right? You put in this like rack and then you lower it into this canner and it basically boils. You you're boiling to her like uh, what's it called hermetically seal hermetically seal the, the the jar the lid right. Um, yeah, you, you're basically giving it, like, a boil bath. Um, ew, that sounds <laughs> nasty. You gotta bathe your boils. You're bathing your boils. No, you, you, you basically, uh, a hot bath. Uh, you, you give your jars a hot bath, and then, you know, after they're done, you know, you, you know, you label them and sell them. You know, you can sell them at, like, farmer's markets and stuff. Um, so, what, what we're talking about then is, like, well, what, what do we do? What's gonna set us apart from other things? And I'm like, I mean... I think if it looks nice and it's like a local thing, you know, I, you know, obviously price if it's cheaper, but then if you also start offering flavors that you just don't see, yeah, you know, around, uh, you know, places, you just don't, you know, don't see things. And then I start talking about, I was like, so we come up with a name now. Is it, is it too premature to, to throw a name out there? Um, no, I guess not. Okay. Well, the name we we come we're we're rocking with is uh, Country Vibes. Okay. Or Cottage Vibes. I'm sorry. I don't even know the, my own name. It flubbed it already. Yeah. I'm on the spot. We have a big audience listening. Uh, cottage Cheese. Cottage Vibes. Oh. Cottage Vibes. Okay. And then already thinking. I'm I'm that guy. I'm the guy that's already thinking like 30 fucking steps ahead. Right. You know, down the line. Because I'm like, you got to throw these ideas. Don't have to work on it right now, but here's an idea for way later. And you do other types of spreads and stuff. Maybe that's kind of a little bit more local that you don't even know about. Right. Like around here, you could have heroin flavored jelly. <sighs> Lots of people know about that. Right. Yeah. No, that's a big thing. Oh, is it? Yeah. Really? Heroin. Oh, I thought you meant like heroin flavored. I'm like, what? what? Heroin has flavor? <laughs> This uh, heroin has. Can I can I get man, the? I think my heroin went bad. Can I get the? This apric- tastes like shit. I want the apricot heroin, please. <laughs> can I get the black tar, the black tar jam? Um, Ew. <laughs> my uh, that's my black tar jam. So my idea is to do these like more local things eventually, like spreads, right? And Philly, what would you think for Philly? Um, as far as a jam? No, no, no. no. A spread or something, oh. some kind of condiment, like something uh, jarred, anything jarred. I don't know, like some kind of like cheesy thing because you have cheese, like mm-hmm. people put cheese on pretzels, cheesesteaks. So there is a hoagie spread. Oh, that they okay. sell. It's just like red pepper hoagie spread. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've ever had it because I've never eaten anything yeah. like that on a fucking hoagie. Yeah, I haven't either. But I found these things. I've seen them before, like a while ago. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that. And I was like, isn't that a thing? And I, so I called my mom. And I was like, mom. and she's like, I never heard of that. And I'm like, that's funny because a few different companies sell this hoagie right. spread. Huh. And I'm like. Maybe it's like a newer thing. Right. And I'm like, you know what? I could do it. You yeah, know? Why not? I could do that. And then I was like, what other like local type shit is there? And then I thought of something immediately popped in my fucking head. Like, as soon as I was like, what is... Bo, shit. Boom. It hit me right away. What's that? There's a, a this stuff called Chow Chow. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... 
again, this like relish type, like pepper relish type okay. thing in uh, like North Carolina. Hmm. Yeah, it's called Chow Chow. And so they're like, there there are different, apparently there's Mambo sauce. You ever hear of Mambo sauce? I have not. That's a thing in D.C. Oh, wow. Yeah, people put on like chicken and all this stuff and like, and, and, and we're talking and I'm like, dude, we're on to something here. Because if you go to Mission Barbecue, they have the different barbecue flavors. Right, yeah, there's different styles. Right. So you have, you know, the North Carolina one, the Texas one, the Kansas City, the mm-hmm. Me- uh, Memphis, right? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, Memphis, they only say Memphis is more like dry rub, but there's sauces, too. Okay. Maybe it was a Memphis thing. But maybe like it Texas. Uh, no, it was there's Texas. Hawaiian. No, like, there wasn't, a lot they didn't have styles. Hawaiian there. I, I've never been to Mission Bar. No, I'm talking so. about the ones that they had at Mission. Yeah. It was like Kansas City, North Carolina, Texas, and there was like two other ones. Hmm. Like, I, I know, like, Heinz has the different, like, city ones, too. Right, like, right, yeah, they have it, too. They have Memphis. They have, uh, like... I think they do have a so whole so. I think it was Memphis that yeah. they had, and then there was another one because I think there were five of them, not just four. But anyway, um, so we're I, I'm thinking of that, and I was like, well, it wouldn't be cottage vibes. It doesn't make sense because cottage. When I'm thinking of cottages, I'm thinking like jams and right, you know, jams and jellies. And then I was like, what about like? And at first, I came up with like city, and I was like, oh, how about local? Just local, because because not everything's a city. That mm-hmm. these things could be local to. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? But it is different. It's a local. So I was like, oh, local vibes. Just as like a different, like like from the same, you know. Right. For the people who brought you cottage vibes, it's local vibes. Right, yeah. Yeah, local vibes. And then, you know, and then like these different spreads. And that, you know, so that's the idea. That's it. That's it. That's the idea. That's what we're rocking with right now. You know? Uh... So I have somebody doing like a logo. Um, I reached out to somebody and it was very like the conversation was very like business. Right, right. E and uh, I, I, I was telling somebody else and they're like, wow, really? Like, huh? Like that doesn't sound like uh, somebody talking to their friend. Hmm. Just the way it was very like. Like, not basically, uh, not cutting me any kind of break. Right, right. I cut, you know, you're like, oh, all right, hey, look, I'll give you, you know, all right, look, I, I charge this much, whatever, but whatever. Looking for the hometown discount. Yeah, basically, you know. And so what I was told was uh, so much and then with so many adjustments. And then I was like, oh, what, what, what about like a few, you know, it's like with, with three adjustments. Uh, it's like this base price with three adjustments. That's that's cool. That's nice. And then, okay, so what about like a fourth or fifth adjustment or whatever, you know, if you need a tweak? Mm-hmm. And it's like this this price per hour that I was given. Okay. And I'm like, <laughs> channeling my uh, Lucy. Ooh, Ooh. Ricky. Ricky. Um, yeah, but so... I turned to somebody else, and I was like, let me give somebody else... Did you turn to Christ? Close. Oh. So, I turned to somebody else, and I was like, you know, because I just... They just drew a house mm-hmm. that was very cottage-like, and they just drew a fucking tree with a tire swing, and I literally want this type of house and a tree with a tire swing in the image. Um... 
so I throw it out. But the problem is, is that that this is like done in like you know on paper and pencil. It's like the, the the color. It's like it would have to be like digitized or right, you know, whatever. So basically, I'd have to use that type of art, the one that's done as almost like concept art, mm-hmm. and then take it to somebody that's going to be able to like right, you know, do it there. And it sucks because it's like. You, you feel like you're like, you're not good enough, you know? Yeah. And I don't ever want to, you know, do that to somebody. It's just that, the, you know, you, you need a certain type of, like, file and a certain thing, whatever, to, because you're, like, you're looking for, like, a logo and branding. So I would use that as, as a co- you know, concept art and then give it to the other person. So I'm like, do I have to give it to this other person? Do I go to this other person? I just feel, I feel like... It was just so the conversation was just so business, right? And it wasn't like, like, eh, yeah, you know, of course you would get cut a little break. You think I wouldn't be fucking sending out like a case or two of of fucking jellies or jams or something or boom sauce or whatever it's called, bang sauce? Yeah, what is that? I have no idea. Yeah, oh, I know what I could do. Black diamond sauce. There you go. Tastes like coal. It doesn't. Oh. Black diamond sauce is actually very, very Oh, you good. mean from the actual place? From around here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get sued. Yeah. I'll get sued. So I'll call it uh, coal, 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 coal sauce. <laughs> Sounds bad. Yeah. It's too close to coleslaw, too. Coleslaw. Right. Coleslaws. So, coleslaws. Coleslaws. Right. All right. So anyway. So if that's something that uh, you think uh, you'd be interested in. It's not going to have like a murder my do logo. It's going to be cutesy and like flowers. You're not going to make murder murder sauce. Or you got like an offshoot. I mean, I could I could do a it's like blood red and it's called crime scene sauce. I could do something like that as yeah. a you know like as a little like like a specialty thing. Yeah. Sorry, I'm drinking. Um, that's actually a pretty funny idea. You do like. Murder sauce, yeah, whatever. Yeah, like right, like a murder sauce, kind of like it has like a little kick to it, you yeah. know. Albert Fisher's favorite. You put it on little children while you or mur- murder, them. murder jelly, murder jelly, ew, <laughs> murder jelly. It's like a chutney. It's like a right. You could do right spicy yeah. chutney of some yeah, sort. Spice, like spicy, but with cherries. Yeah, there you go. Like a spicy cherry, fucking like mm. like red, like jalapeno murder jam. Che- yeah, dude. Because I like, I love That's my murder jam. Do you like sweet and like like mixture of sweet and spicy? What is this bottle of barbecue sauce say on it? Sweet and spicy. Yes, I literally have a bottle of sweet and spicy barbecue sauce within arm's length. Okay, that's fine and all, but like I'm talking about like like a good kick, but then it does have yeah it has that yes like like I got that um was it sandwich the other day the habanero habanero chicken I had pineapples it? and. You know, hot peppers on it. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. I love, no, I love that. So I'm think, yo, I think we might have some with the murder jelly. Murder jelly, yeah. Yeah. Murder jam. All right. Speaking of murder. How about a This Week in Murder Jam? Yeah, yeah. This Week in Murder Jam. Preserves jelly jams. You want to read the headline? Yeah, sure. Five arrested relating to shooting death of rapper... A pop smoke. A pop smoke. Now, by the way, I've been trolling the shit out of people. Okay. Online, on Instagram, talking about how awful pop smoke is. and Never heard his work. 
he, he basically he I don't know. It's like his last name's Jackson. Mm-hmm. He sounds like Fifty Cent. Uh-huh. He Fifty Cent was like producing his stuff, right? Fifty Cent was like helping him with shit. Like, was it his fucking kid? No, I doubt it. I doubt. It. But, but um, he it yeah, man. It, it's it's a sad story. It, it really is. is. It's very it sad. Is. No matter you know who gets fucking killed. Um, I see a name, and that's really fucking trippy, dude. We'll get to that to the to the third section there. All right. Uh, uh, so let let's get right into it. Bashar Baraka Johnson, known Jackson. To- Jackson, sorry, Jackson. That's what you have. Yeah, Jackson is. Correct. Is it Jackson? Yeah, it is Jackson. That's Curtis Jackson's uh, last name too. Yes, it is. It is. And Michael Jackson's. Right. And Tito Jackson. Well, they're brothers. Yeah. Yeah. And Joe Jackson. Yeah, that's her dad. Or the other Joe Jackson. No, the other stepping out. The, yeah, or is she really going out with him? Is she really going out with Now I really want to listen to Joe Jackson. <laughs> Joe Jackson's really good. And, or Shoeless Joe Jackson, the old baseball player. It was uh, cut up in the... Oh, that's the shield. Dude, something's going on around here. Okay, listen to that song. Uh-huh. That... Fucking white stripes or Jack White ripped that oh, off. Oh, for steady she goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, one hundred percent for the raconteurs. 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 Yeah, it's like when you say fucking schizophrenia. So anyway, and I sh- watched a commercial. The guy's like, "I have schizophrenia." Let me like, thank you, thank you for having schizophrenia. That's schizophrenia. Well, the voices in my head say schizophrenia. So gotcha. Yeah, Bashar Baraka Jackson, known to his fans as Pop Smoke, was shot twice and killed. During an invasion of his Hollywood Hills home on February 19th. This Friday, five men were arrested in relation to his murder. Two of the parties arrested were juveniles, and Smoke himself was only 20 at the time of his death. Yeah, very young. Details are scarce on the arrest, as the LAPD hasn't released the names of the underage suspects, only reporting that the two were 15 and 17 years old, and Keandre Rogers, 18, Corey Walker, 19, and Jaquan Murphy, 21, were the three over 18 in the case. A report from ABC7 in Los Angeles details that the suspects are gang members and that they're potentially behind a shooting in September 2019 that killed 18-year-old Cameron Stone and wounded an unnamed 51-year-old man. According to Captain Jonathan Tippett... There we go. All right. What was the fucking cop's name that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald shot? I don't remember. Was it J.D. Tippett? I believe it was. I think it was spelled different, though. Was like it? Like T-I-P-P-I-T-T or something like that. Oh, okay. But still. Yeah. Very strange, right? Like, mm-hmm. recovering different Tippets. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, according to Captain Jonathan Tippett of the LAPD's Robbery Homicide Division, quote, we believe that it was a robbery. Initially, we didn't really have the evidence, but then we discovered some other evidence that showed that this was likely a home invasion gone bad. I, I love that. We didn't have the evidence, but then we got the evidence, and now there's evidence. Uh, Tippett also said that it's believed the group found out where Pop Smoke lived by observing his social media activity. So be careful what you post on social media, especially if you're a, a wealthy rapper. Right. You know, and you know, don't, don't put out your addresses. That's why I yeah. put addresses I lived at 30 addresses ago. Yeah. So the people living there now are fucked, but you're yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't care. And the killing came when... At a time when Pop Smoke's career seemed to be taking off, it's his second mixtape, Meet the Woo 2, 
had been released less than two weeks before his death. It peaked at number seven on the U.S. charts. If people will listen to any bullshit today. His debut album, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon, was released posthumously on July 3rd. Right. According to a surviving family, proceeds from the album will go to his Shoot for the Stars Foundation. Well, that's really cool. Uh, Pop Smoke's mother, who runs the foundation, has said... Is that Mama Smoke? Grandma, Grandma Smoke? Smoke? Grandma Smoke. It's gotta be Grandma Smoke. Grandma right? Smoke said uh, that the foundation is, quote, meant to inspire inner city youth to do just Woo. what the name states, Shoot for the Stars. Specifically, the group is trying yeah, to... shoot for the stars... Not the rap stars. Yeah. Don't shoot for the rap stars. Right. Because yeah. then you idea. kill them and then you don't have them anymore. Specifically, this foundation is trying to help children without access to the technology increasingly necessary to shoot for the stars uh, to, with the tools needed to do so. Yeah. It's shoot for the stars, not shoot the stars. Yes. See, maybe that's what happened. Maybe these kids were like so inspired. They were like, yo, you told me to shoot for the stars. So I did. Maybe. I doubt it. I think they're just trying to rob a guy. There's probably more to it than that. They're Next probably, story. Probably hired, hired to do it. Uh, after huge leak, after huge legal battle, I feel like after a huge legal battle, federal uh, government conducts first execution in 17 years. On frozen caveman newsman. On, you are, not me. On Monday, Judge Tanya Chutkin. Hmm? Chutkan. 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 On Monday, Judge Tanya Shaka Khan. All right, so that's racist. Uh... Let's let's do everything in Philly right now. So on Monday, Judge Tanya Chuckin ordered a delay in the federal executions. And, Stay- <laughs> and fuck Jim Kenny for canceling the Mummers Parade. Did he, did he cancel it? Uh, no large gatherings in Philadelphia until at least February. That includes the Mummers. <laughs> that includes the Thanksgiving Day Parade. <laughs> that includes uh, no crowds at Eagles or Phillies games. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, my mom is rolling over in her grave. She's not dead. Hmm. Um, because <laughs> she likes to say shit like, yeah, you forgot where you came from. I don't think you did. I think you remembered. It was like, hey, I don't ever want to go back there. Uh, on, on Facebook today, uh, someone was like, what is the mumbers? And I said, it's like Mardi Gras in January at a Trump rally. It's not like that, though. It's really not. It's a joke. I, it, it, it is because, I mean, I know it's a joke. And I know that, that it does have racist undertones and racist beginnings and everything like that. But so do a lot of black things. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of black things where it's aimed at white people and there's a lot of there's a lot of shit. But I'll say this, being that I'm a leftist. Mm-hmm. OK, I'm, I'm on the I'm on the fucking right side here. The, yeah, the left side, the left side. Yeah. The left side is the right side. Yes. And the right side is the wrong side. Yeah. One plus one plus two plus. One. So two plus, two plus one. Being, you know, that I'm a leftist. You believe that communism was just a red herring. Right. I can say without a shadow of a doubt that there are definitely a lot of racists on Second Street where this happens, but not like that. There's, dude, always black people on mm-hmm. on fucking Second Street during, during the parade. Because they would always be like the backup band, like the right. backing band. Like yes, were they were they part of the clubs? No, they're yeah. like the Funk Brothers, right? It's like you have Their your name didn't go on the record. You you have your main band. Mm-hmm. They were like the backing. They were the backing band, right? Yeah, the guys you know on stage, but they're in the back. They're not the main band. They're your, you know, people playing in the trumpets and they're like sh- the Muscle Shoals people, right? Yeah, you hire you you did you hire these dudes to come in and do this like backing shit, and like they'd be on like a little, like uh. 
trailer that you know attaches to a truck mm-hmm. and they're in a band like they're in the the band the black band is playing in this fucking little trailer as people are you know walking around with their umbrellas and strutting and shit because you know it's not like they had the fucking string bands because the string bands are doing their own things right so they hire these these black people um every year that's what happened and it was kind of like it was kind of like North Philly does their own thing. West Philly does their own thing. South Philly does its own thing. Whatever. They don't really mix. You don't see right. a lot of like South Philly white dudes really mixing up too much with North Philly black dudes mm-hmm. until New Year's comes around and then they're playing the music and everybody get, everybody's drunk and, you know, there's a couple fist fights, but that's really it. Yeah, it wasn't. It was never really a big bad thing, but. It started getting more racist over over time, like especially when Obama became president. Um, it started getting like you know, it always had like I said, like racial undertones and stuff. By the way, for people who don't know, the Mummers Parade is a New Year's parade. It's a New Philly. Year's parade, right? Um, it's a whole. There's a whole history to it. Mummers, M U M M E R S. Just look up Mummers, Philadelphia. I was a mummer as a kid. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of cultural appropriation happening. Your mother was a mama. No, you couldn't have been. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. At that point, really. My like, father was a mama. Yeah, my father was a mama. My <laughs> grandfather was a mama. Um, come from a long line of mummery. Mummery. <laughs> I uh, I was a mumra. That's <laughs> a Halloween costume. Were you? No. no. Oh, That's man. a joke. That, that would have been, been hilarious. Cool. Yeah, that would have been really cool. It was a joke. I was never Mumra. Yeah. That'd be cool if a bunch of people came out. The Mumra's like, Parade. Mumra. Here's a Mumra. Here's a Mumra. Here's a Mumra. <laughs> the Mumra's Parade. We should do that. We should do that. Just like a bunch of Mumras. <laughs> <laughs> then he man's like, comes around like, oh shit, he's here. A lot of them. <laughs> oh, fuck. He so, didn't die. He multiplies. His babies. Yeah, his babies. So anyway, uh, this is about uh, the federal government conducting its first execution in 17 yeah, years th- we're back to uh this is about judge uh we're talking about judge uh, tanya chutney chutkan i'm gonna say chutkan uh that's racist they um she had ordered a delay on monday in federal executions stating that quote the public is not served by short-circuiting legitimate judicial process i remember that movie the scheduled execution was of daniel lewis lee 47, who was convicted of killing gun dealer William Mueller and his wife and eight-year-old daughter. Hmm. And a uh, bad guy. He was a white supremacist who hung out with a bunch of other white supremacists and killed a guy and his, and his kid and his wife. Hmm. Uh, but the family of the, uh, the people who were killed were trying to stop this. And this is where these legal steps came in. The family of the victims was moving to halt the execution because of concerns that they had with traveling to the prison to witness the execution during the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, so they're uh, like, hey, don't kill the guy yet. We want to watch it. We can't get there. Let's halt the execution. Yeah. We won't want anybody to get sick while we're watching the government murder this guy. Yeah. Uh, prisons across the country have been COVID hotspots. I'm okay with it. You should be okay with it, too. And once At this point, like, he killed an eight-year-old girl. It was definitely him. I don't assume so. Be okay with it. Uh, be okay with it. Prisons across the country have been COVID hotspots, and one staff member that had been preparing for the execution has tested positive. Mm. The prison in Terre Haute, Indiana, where the execution is scheduled to take place, has had four t- uh, prisoners test positive and one die. And now they've had another die. 
uh, but it wasn't because of COVID. Right. Jane Magnus Stinson, an Indiana chief uh, district no justice. No relation to Barney. No relation to Barney Magnus Stinson, correct. Uh, she had put... Magnus Ver Magnuson. Mm, yeah, strong man. Uh, I like how you said, mm, yeah. are you... Are you into strongman? No, no. Did you have a little Woody for uh, Magnus for Magnus? Magnus for Magnus? No, or, like or, no. Uh, uh, what, what was my dude? Bill Kazmaier. Bill Kazmaier. Yo, was the way Kaz. back in the day. Kaz, dude, his fucking eyes would glow. Yeah. Ooh, man. There was a there was a dude. I love these little side stories. Um, that I do. Because it's funny, because I, I always think, like, oh, I'm going off too much of a, like, a riff or whatever, right. like, a rant. And then, like, people come to like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know this. Some Somebody asked me about, like, a fucking, uh, the camel ashtray. <laughs> okay. I was like, are you serious? I was like, how the fuck? Like, I was like, oh, my God, I talked about the camel ashtray? I didn't realize I did that. But, uh, so there's this dude my friend went to uh, high school with. And he was just like apparently an animal, like to play football. Mm-hmm. And they would say like his just it would look like his eyes were glowing. Oh wow! And when they said that, I immediately got the vision of Bill Kazmaier. Yeah, and and it's funny because I remember him because he wrestled for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. In WCW. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved Kazmaier, dude. Yeah, he was earlier. He was like the beginning of World Strongest Man. Like that was when like Ken Patera was doing it. Uh, Franco Colombo, who was like a really good friend of Schwarzenegger's, was doing it back then. I I remember Kazmaier a little bit later than uh, well, Capitera. Yeah, um, yeah, he he started wrestling later, but they would uh, they would show the world's strongest man things with him in the nineties. I remember ESPN two would show them a lot, and then Magnus or Magnuson was around that time. And now I think one of the main guys is that I forget his name, but that guy who played the Mountain, yeah, in uh, in Game of Thrones, yeah. But so anyway, Jane Magnus Stinson, an Indiana chief district justice, had put the execution on hold, but an appeals court blocked the injunction, saying that um, the family, quote, lacks any arguable legal basis and is therefore frivolous. Uh, They also added that their concerns, quote, do not outweigh the public interest in finally carrying out the lawfully imposed sentence in this case. Hmm. Uh, But then there was that injunction on Friday, but then overnight on Monday, the, uh, the Trump administration had appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, to overrule again and put the execution back in motion. And the court ruled five to four along ideological lines. Some more conservative justices said, yeah, kill the fucker. Uh, the other ones are like, no. Um, Look, I know we, we've, I, I go back and forth. I, I'm very, I'm against it until it's a motherfucker like that. And we know he did it. It's not a, it's not a, um, you know, th- a, this guy is serving like 30 fucking years in prison. And he's on death row, and you find out it wasn't him through like DNA and shit. Hey, we're gonna get there, huh? We're, that's coming up next. Not quite thirty years, but for this case, yeah, for this case, well, not this specific case where the guy was executed, but the case we're gonna do after the break. Yeah, no, I meant for this. Oh like, no, 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 this guy was almost certainly guilty. Oh, then fucking kill him. Why? Why keep him? For what reason? For what reason? Because we shouldn't kill people. Why? A scum like that. Why? Why should we keep him alive? What are we going to do with him? Put him in jail for the rest of his life. And torture? That's, that's, that's like fucking torture. It's kidnapping. That's mental abuse. Why not just kill? Why not just fucking put him out of his misery? He killed a fucking kid. He killed a little kid. I'm yeah. not okay with that. I, I, I I'm j- not okay with it either. I'm not, yeah. And, and that's where I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Fuck this dude. If we know unequivocally, equivocably, equivocably, that word. If we know that word. We don't. 
We don't know that word. Right. Apparently, we have we an don't. idea of what that word. We have is. a general idea of what the word general, could be. like we're in the vicinity, but we can't say, say it. for we can't state with certainty that there that we it's go. unequivocally or unequivocally. You can't even say unequivocally. I have to call my buddy Lars Sullivan up <laughs> with his uh, with his uh, ten dollar words. So, if we know a hundred percent with a, without a shadow of a doubt, beyond a shadow of a doubt. If we know that he did it, to fucking kill him. Fuck him. Fuck him. I don't give a shit. Just do it. Unequivocally. There's no B. Unequivocally. Unequivocally. Yes. I called my friend Webster. Right. He's a dictionary. Little little black dude. No, not Emmanuel Lewis. Oh, he's dead, isn't he? No. No, Gary Coleman's dead. Gary Coleman's dead. It's the second time we brought up Gary Coleman on the staff show. Today? Yeah, holy shit. No, we probably brought him up before. Uh, So, yeah. If I if I know he's that he can't fucking just I I don't feel bad I, I have no remorse for for them kid oh we you know we need to keep people alive nah not that dude he killed the fucking kid next speaking of killing kids yeah. uh, we'll talk more about that after this break okay hey this is Jackson Wells you know me for murder my dude but you may not know that I have a new nostalgia podcast talking back is my new podcast where I'll talk about everything from bikes to trains to well you get it. We're going to be talking classic toys, cartoons, wrestling, games, and more. And it's not just me. I'll have a new guest on each week to reminisce about their childhood favorites. Make sure to visit ProjectHumanoid.com to figure out more about guests, the premiere date, and other information. And follow Talking Back Pod on Instagram as well. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-B-A-C-K-P-O-D on Instagram. Swammo. So it's time for that disclaimer we do every now and then. Uh, this one's going to be a little sensitive. If you don't want to hear about some really repugnant shit, skip to the last... Republican shit? I said repugnant, which is basically the same thing. Redundant. Yes. Well, not repugnant. Same shit. Yeah. Repugnant, Republican, redundant. Yeah. Right. Nah. So anyway... The three R's. Rintensity, Rintegrity, Rintelligence. Yeah. Uh, so Red anyway... Skins. No, you can't say that one anymore. New name. New name coming. Okay. Maybe the Red Tails, the Red Hawks, the Red Foxes. I want them to be the Washington Red Foxes. <laughs> they would just walk out. Dan Snyder, you big dummy. Elizabeth Lamont, you big dummy. <laughs> they lose. The coach is like, this is the big one. Elizabeth, I'm coming, honey. That's <laughs> half of you heathen. If they become the Washington Red Foxes, they might become my second favorite team. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, if you don't want to hear about some really, really bad stuff, uh, skip ahead to the last 10 minutes or so, uh, listen to Who Died the Worst, or some mildly repugnant stuff. We've been covering some uh, L.A. crimes these last couple weeks. We did O.J., we did the uh, we did the Wonderland murders, or uh, we didn't bring this up, but they were also called the Four on the Floor murders. Uh, but now we're headed, I'll say, I'll say, we're headed to the South. By the way. Uh-huh. I did it. I said something. I set you up for something last week, and you didn't. <laughs> Is this where we go through the game film now? No, 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 no. I just I set you up for something last week, and you didn't get what I was saying about Boo. Mm-hmm. There was a joke that a comedian had about like just like who was it? Bill Hicks or somebody? It was somebody's like no. It was like it was about gun gun control, like like guns. Uh huh. I think I know what you're talking about. 
Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard. That's yeah. what it was. It He's was like, like the the, the, uh, the the gun rights people like guns don't kill people. People do. It's like yeah, well the gun helps. You can't really just go up to somebody and say bang and kill them unless they have a very weak. Heart. That's what it was. Bang. So maybe that's why yeah. you weren't getting because I I done fucked up because I was saying up. boo. Because oh you know what it is. Because I said that to somebody before. I had something very similar, like a very similar mm-hmm. joke. And then I heard the Eddie Izzard one. And I'm like, because this is like years ago, years ago, like fucking AOL or some shit that I had, like that I would say like a bang thing it was very similar or a uh, boo. And it was like just a similar setup, like a similar premise. And then I started, I think I was confusing my thing with Eddie Izzard's. I always get you and Eddie Izzard confused. Always. I can see that. I can see that. Especially like now when, when you're wearing a dress. When I'm wearing a dress. Yeah. yeah. And the makeup. Yeah. I'm very pretty. You're an executive transvestite. I'm very... I'm just trans. Oh. Transatlantic. Never been across the Atlantic. That's true. I haven't. You've never left this time zone. Have you? Oh. No. Uh, no. Huh. This is really hurtful. I've left the time zone. Okay. So anyway. Yeah. Uh yeah, we're we're gonna be in, in uh West Memphis, Arkansas now. I'm like, I can't apparently I'm not. Yeah, that is an essential time zone. Yeah. I was actually Did almost you say an essential time zone? In the central gotcha. time zone. I almost actually was in West Memphis, Arkansas one time. I'm a I'm a central worker. You mean a central worker? <laughs> no. Nah. Nah. I'm a central central worker. So what happened was West Memphis, Arkansas. This this might come as a shock, but it's West Rednecks. Yes. Oh, yes. West Memphis Rednecks. That's the West Texas Rednecks. Oh. There there was a a wrestler from West Memphis, Arkansas, but it wasn't one of those guys. Yeah. Sid. If you remember uh, Sid, Sid Justice, Psycho Sid, Sid Vicious. Yeah. He was, I actually put a thing on the Facebook page, like, kind of as a clue to what we were talking about this week, and it was three pictures of Sid. Okay. For the West Memphis Three. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's funny. But, uh, but yeah, uh, West Memphis, Arkansas is literally right in, to directly west of Memphis, Tennessee. It's uh, almost like Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas City, Kansas, where they're right there, mm-hmm. but there's, like, water, like, a body of water separating them. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. And, uh... A while ago, I flew down to Memphis to see my family. My family uh, was in Tennessee. By the way, uh, Sid's son mm-hmm. was on what? Big Brother? Big Brother, yeah. Frank. Okay. Yeah. He, I think he was pretty popular. He didn't win or anything. But yeah, Frank Udy was on Big Brother. And so, yeah, we we made a wrong turn on a highway at some point. We were leaving Memphis to go to where like my, my family was living. And... We all we, we we drove past the sign. It was like, "Welcome to Arkansas." Like, oh, we're we're going the wrong way. So I was in Arkansas for like maybe ten seconds, and I think I might have been in West Memphis. Oh shit! Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Uh, but anyway, uh, we're also sticking to last week's mid '90s theme. This story occurs in 1993. At least the beginning does. At least the the murder part does. On May 5th, 1993. Three West Memphis second graders, all best friends and members of the same Cub Scout troop, went missing. They were uh, Wolf Scouts, actually. Because there's, like, different levels. There's, like, Tiger, Wolf, uh, I think Bear, Weeblow. Like, there's different levels to Cub Scouts. And they were uh, they were Wolf Scouts. I think it's, like, the second level. 
And uh, so the three the three friends are Stevie Branch, who was an honor student. He was riding his black and red bicycle. Christopher Byers, who was described as a typical eight-year-old. Um, and Michael Moore, not the filmmaker. Michael was on a light green bicycle, and he was last seen wearing his blue Boy Scouts of America t-shirt. And, um, and Michael is seen as the leader of this tight-knit group of friends. Dana Moore, Michael's mother, had watched the boys ride off. And when she could no longer see them, she had her daughter uh, go try to find them, and she couldn't. And this was around 6 p.m. This was around two hours before the boys were reported missing. They weren't actually reported missing until 8 o'clock that night. John Mark Byers, Christopher's stepfather, was worried that Christopher may have run off because he had told, as he had told police, he, quote, had given him two or three licks with a belt for misbehaving. And, um, disaster. No, 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 no. Go back up for mm -hmm. a second. All right. I'm trying, I'm just. Okay. All right. So, are we, are so we good? the name are Chris, Christopher Byers. Christopher Byers. Stevie Branch. Stevie Branch. And Michael Moore. And Michael Moore. Mm hmm Okay. And Michael Moore was last seen... Uh, they were all last seen. They were hanging out together. They were all last seen around 6 o'clock that but night. He, and he was wearing a Boy Scouts shirt. Yeah, he's wearing a Boy Scouts shirt. Uh, his mom watched the boys ride off. And then when she couldn't see them anymore, she sent her daughter to go look for them. They couldn't find, she couldn't find them. Mm -hmm. And then later, around 8 o'clock that night, they were reported missing. Okay. And Christopher's stepfather, Christopher Byer's stepfather, was afraid that they ran off because he had uh, given Christopher the belt earlier that day for misbehaving. Three licks. Three, two or three licks with the belt. Yeah. yeah. See, that's that, that, what's trouble, what's, what's troubling about that whole thing is, uh, you're saying giving licks, and then he's wearing a Boy Scout shirt. All right, because the Boy Scouts of America like to fuck little boys. Um, there are certainly a lot of people within that group that do. Yes. Yeah. Do we call priests rapists? At this point, we're just kind of like, we're just like, ah, priests are very rapey, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't say some priests because we know not all priests are rapists, right? But it's kind of... It's a rapey profession. It's a rapey... Right. It's, it's Right. Like, like cops are a very black killy. Yeah. They're very... Yeah, they're a very... Boy Scouts are very... Brutality. Boy Scouts are very rapey. Mm -hmm. Like, if you found out that, you know, that, like, a whole lot of women were diddling little girls in the fucking um, Girl Scouts... Right. Which I'm sure they are. Like, I don't trust those dance shows. Oh, like the recitals? Those da yeah, those dance fucking things. Mm -hmm. And like gymnastics with all the little girls. Like, why why, why are you putting these little girls in leotards so where you can see their little cooches? Well, I mean, there was the one doctor who... They, they think he might have abused hundreds of girls. Uh, Nasser. Larry Nasser is like from Michigan State. Okay, that sounds familiar, yeah. Yeah, it's a horrible story. But anyway, that, that's just kind of setting the scene here. Uh, disaster befell the small city the next day. Great word. As... Day? Disaster. <laughs> okay. Uh, befell. Uh, as all three boys were found dead in a drainage ditch Not good. along a creek bed in an area off of Interstate 40 called Robin Hood Hills. Little kids usually just shorten the name the Robin Hood. Like you'd always talk about like Okinawa or Oak. Right. right yeah, yeah, no, the, now, what year does this all take place? 1993. This is 93. Oh, man. So I'm 13 years old. They're like your age. Right? Yeah. Uh, a little younger. I was 10 in 93. They were eight. So okay. yeah, they were oh, okay. a little younger okay. than me. Yeah. 
Uh, Fuck. The boys were found naked, beaten. Uh, they had been cut repeatedly. They had been hogtied with their own shoelaces, uh, which were then used. Uh, they were used to tie each boy's left leg to their left arm and their right leg to their right arm. Uh, they were kind of contorted, these very sharp angles, uh, tied very tightly. The Arkansas Democrat Gazette described their deaths as, quote, multiple injuries with drowning. One of the boys, Christopher, had been castrated. Um, the damage being done to him uh, was so brutal that some investigators thought a wild animal may have attacked him at some point. Uh, basically, they cut his balls off. Uh, whoever did this cut his balls off. Um Despite the brutality, though, the scene was relatively devoid of blood. They're not sure if it washed away in the creek or if maybe this happened somewhere else and then uh, the, the bodies were moved here. Um, and it goes without saying that the first question that ought to be uh, springing the mind in a case like this is so simple, it can be distilled into one word. Why? Why? And yeah. that, then the next question is also one word. Who? And as in any investigation, some suspicion fell on the parents and the step-parents of the victims, um, but they didn't really think that was too likely, and, but it did seem like maybe whoever did this knew the kids, uh, all three were attacked fairly uniformly, it's almost certain it was just one person who killed all three or made the plan to kill all three, um, but they didn't really have a whole lot to go on. Another theory, uh, centered around an unknown man who had been called, rather insensitively, Mr. Bojangles, and, uh, on the night the three boys went missing, the staff at a local Bojangles chicken restaurant called police because a uh, mother and daughter had gone into the, the women's restroom. And when they went in there, they found a, uh, a black man covered in mud and blood who had seemed disoriented. And so they just left the thing, told the managers, and they called the cops. The responding officer, Regina Meeks, took an account of the incident from the restaurant manager through the drive through window and never entered the store. Uh, the man had left blood on the restroom wall and pretty much all over, but the evidence eventually collected from the scene was lost. It was the first misstep by local law enforcement, but it would hardly be the last. Uh, this was the South in the mid-90s, so it shouldn't come as too much of a surprise that one of the first thoughts police had was that something occult could have been at work. Just because of the crime scene, how brutal it was, um, they thought, okay, this is, this is the devil. The devil was involved with this. Uh, the world wasn't qu as quite as enraptured in the satanic panic as it had been in the 80s when you had like Judas Priest was a big thing and yeah. and all that and uh, but the idea of devil the devil and evil men and women who worship the devil um, it was all fairly commonly accepted in the in, in the South at this time well before the murders uh, gossip was already existing within West Memphis of people hearing devil worshiping ceremonies going on in the woods and things like that. And it was pointed out that just overnight on May 6th in the wee hours of the morning, just after the boys disappeared, but before they were found, there was a full moon. So people were saying, okay, yeah, was, these people are under the full moon, worshiping the devil and making human sacrifices. This is the idea they're going with. And uh, devil worship was also used to single out people who might have been just a little bit different. Like, again, like we said with Satanic Panic, oh, you're, you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, you're worshipping the devil. You know, you're listening to heavy metal, you're a devil worshipper. You, you're wearing black, you're a devil worshipper. Oh, fuck, I'm dead. Um, so police went a few weeks without much project, uh, progress, but a, a juvenile probation officer named Jerry Driver had a suspect in mind that he kind of brought up to them, and that was Damian Eccles, who, that wasn't his birth name. I forget his birth name, but he, um, 
he was adopted by a stepfather whose last name was Eccles, and he changed. I think his first name was like Michael. It was like Michael something, and he changed his first name to Damien. So like, okay, that's going to help with the whole devil worshiping theory. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, Eccles, who was 18 at the time of the murders, had been previously arrested for shoplifting, and then later for burglary after he and his girlfriend broke into a trailer to take refuge from a rainstorm. Damien was a gifted artist, but not someone who took to school, and he ultimately dropped out of high school. He spent time in a mental institution, and he was eventually granted full disability and was on social security. He lived in a two-bedroom trailer with his mother, his stepfather, grandmother, and sister for a while, and then he later moved moved in with a friend of a friend of his, uh, which we'll get to in a little bit. Eventually, Damien was described by a doctor. Uh, this was during a trial as having quote grandiose and persecutory delusions, auditory and visual hallucinations, disordered thought processes, substantial lack of insight, and chronic incapacitating mood swings. Other uh, psychiatrists tagged on extreme physical aggression toward others suicidal ideation and intent depressed mood and bizarre and unusual thinking yeah that sounds like me are you damian nichols uh an ex-girlfriend well well, let's let's go over all these things again uh grandiose and persecutory delusions okay i don't know about that one uh auditory and visual hallucinations auditory sometimes yeah disordered thought processes 100 percent substantial lack of insight Hmm. What do you think? I don't know. All right. Next. Uh, chronic incapacitating mood swings. I don't think so. Yeah, maybe I'm not this guy. Let's go with the other psychiatrist. Uh, extreme physical aggression toward others. Hmm. I believe we have found a diagnosis. Uh, suicidal ideation and intent. Oh, yeah. Depressed mood. Oh, yeah. Bizarre and unusual thinking. Oh, yeah. All right, we got it. We got it, Damien. An ex-girlfriend once told her parents that Damien was trying to get her into, quote, black magic. For his part, Damien claimed to be a Wiccan, not a Satanist. Oh. Uh, he dressed in black for the most part. Um, he had dyed black hair. Mm. Uh, and Jerry Driver considered him a main player in a group of people who were involved in what he deemed occult-related activity. This is the Bible Belt. So just right. being a Wiccan, people are going to think you're... <laughs> like how people think atheists are devil worshippers somehow. Yeah. Even though they don't believe in him. Uh, Wiccan, like just being a, a Wicca in, in the Wicca was enough to make sure to make them think you're worshiping the devil. And suspicion began to center around Damien, and later grew to include Damien's good friend Jason Baldwin, who he was living with at the time. Uh, a third boy, Jesse Miss Kelly, was also eventually named as a sus- uh, suspect, even though he was more of an acquaintance of the two. He wasn't like Jason and Damien were best friends, and Jesse was kind of like somebody they would see every now and then in school uh, when they would go to school. The three were taken in for interrogations and eventually polygraph tests. Police were suspicious of Eccles mentioning that the boys had wounds to the genitals, although he later claimed that he'd heard that somewhere, like reading the news or hearing about the case kind of secondhand and didn't have any immediate knowledge. Jason Muskelly was the one who cracked. Police told him he had failed the polygraph test. He had, but he had only failed for a question about having used drugs before. He hadn't shown deception when he was talking about the murders. And less than an hour of a 12-hour interrogation of Jason Miss Kelly was actually recorded, so we don't know much of what was said, other than uh, Je- Jesse Miss Kelly, I said Jason, it's Jesse, Jesse Miss Kelly eventually confessed to being there while Damien and Jason killed the three boys. Uh, mainly Damien, I think they said Damien was the one that was mainly behind it. There were several problems with this confession, though. Uh, 
the parts of the recorded statement that we do have are not only incorrect, but flat-out impossible. Jesse first claimed that they met with the boys around noon, as the victims and the would-be murderers had all skipped school. This hadn't happened. Uh, Jesse skipped school that day, uh, but all three of the, uh, the, the second graders, the victims, they all went to school. Jason Baldwin was in school that day. Uh, he said the victims were strangled. They never were. They were beaten, stabbed, and drowned. Um, so it's just a, a couple asshole kids being assholes and giving false confessions. Well, no, this kid was basically kind of talked into a confession. And it was just him. It was just, oh, it, it was like, just like, Jesse Oh, like the Miskelly. confession tape shit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Gotcha, 100%. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, I know how this ends, because I remember. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get to that. And, and another thing with uh, Jesse Miskelly. He later claimed to be scared of the police, and he felt like he was intimidated in the confession. He, he recanted it very soon after. He also had an IQ of 72, and 100 is what we consider, like, the baseline average IQ. Uh, the normal range is 70 to 130, and anything over 130 is considered genius level or, or approaching genius level. Anything under 70 is considered uh, intellectually disabled, or what they would say to use a, a word that's insensitive now, or considered insensitive now, under 70 is what you would, would have called back in the day retarded. Right. Um, and Jesse, or Jesse Miskelly's IQ was 72. So uh, he was in the low range of what had been called borderline intellectual functioning. Uh, basically, if, he, if his IQ was three points lower, he would be intellectually labeled intellectually disabled. Um, it was later challenged that when while Jason was read his rights uh, before the interrogation, he didn't understand them. Uh, that challenging court was struck down, though, and judges ruled that he had given a free and uncoerced confession. And then two separate trials were held, one for J uh, Jesse Miskelly, the other for uh, Damon Eccles and, and Jason Baldwin together. And despite arguments of a coerced confession uh, and evidence suggesting that that. Uh, that uh, Jesse had uh, fabricated some things. He claimed to see the boys being raped. There was no evidence that the boys were raped in the autopsy. Uh, Jesse was still convicted of one count of uh, first-degree murder and two counts of second-degree murder, and he was sentenced to life plus, plus 40 years. It's hard to get somebody on the side, no matter what, because it's... So, we talked about this before. My dad was accused of something. Mm-hmm. And the the accuser changed her story three times. Right. When my dad was sitting at the sex crimes unit. Okay. It's hard when you're accused. Right. Simply accused. It is hard to now defend yourself. Right. Especially in, in the case of these three kids because they're different. Yeah. They're, they're right. different. Somebody's going to go, I fucking knew it. Yeah. If you... Did something. If somebody accused you of something. Right. Like, you got accused of whatever. I'm sure somebody would be like, you know, I fucking knew something was up with him. Oh, he's a fucking introvert. Yeah. A uh, fucking introvert. And that's, that's somebody would say that would be you. Huh? That's somebody that would say that would be you. <laughs> it would be. So I fucking knew it. I knew, I knew it all this time. I knew he was going to kill people. He doesn't like to go outside. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't like people, so he wants to kill them all. No. Yeah. He kills trees because he hates them. Yeah. You hate trees. You're a big tree hater. Fuck those trees. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, Damien Eccles and Jason Baldwin's case centered around 
painting them as dangerous Satanists who had gone on a thrill kill, like right. a ritualistic killing. Of course. Uh, a knife with a serrated edge was found by police uh, in the water behind a trailer uh, where Damien and Jason were living at the time. Also, and and uh, but it was just a knife with a serrated edge. There was no like DNA or anything on it. Also, fibers uh, said to be found at the crime scene were said to be consistent with fiber found on a robe of the trailer. Although an investigator for the descent said they weren't even remotely close to being the same. It's relatively flimsy evidence, and despite that, probably because the jury had made up their mind before the trial even exactly. started. Exactly. Uh, Jason and Damien were convicted of three counts of murder. Uh, Jason was sentenced to life without parole. And yeah. Damien was sentenced to death. Imagine life without pierogies. Oh, man. Mm. So, yeah, that that's just what it is. You hear this thing. People, it's, they have a knee-jerk reaction. They're running mm-hmm. off of emotions. They don't give a fuck about evidence. Right. They don't give a fuck about you. Be like, well, we have proof that this dude was in school. Doesn't matter. Got my mind made up. Can't change my mind. Right. That's that mentality. That's just, that's, that's how all these fucking, they're also uneducated. Right, and and, also and there's also this kind of mental thing too, where and you see this a lot with politics now, where yeah. they uh, like if, if somebody's saying, "Oh, well, this is happening," and they're like, "Well, no, this isn't. That's not the case," and you give them evidence, like just trying to challenge their beliefs will make them believe in it even more. Right. Yeah. Like, did, did you see this whole thing about Wayfair? By the way, no. This is the newest conspiracy theory, oh, no. and it's um. Are you familiar? With oh, all- the Wayfair. Hold on. I just saw a Wayfair commercial last night, mm-hmm. and they were wearing masks in the commercial. Does that have something no, to do? Okay. No, it doesn't. Um, okay. Are you familiar with QAnon? I'm not like completely up with I've QAnon. I've heard of it. You've told me about it before. It's like this thing where people think that there's these accounts on Twitter and, and Reddit and things like that that are with deep within the um, deep within the government, and they're leaking information uh, through like coded messages and. Like they, they, th- they're they're usually Trump supporters. Like, tr- uh, like, like Trump is trying to help these people, and like, there's people that say, "Oh, Obama and Hillary are in prison already," but and there's like doubles out there pretending to be them, and it's all this shit. And a lot of them were like pizza gators too. Like, there's this pizza, uh, pizza place in in DC. It's called like I, Comet I, Pizza. I, I know, I know the, the pizza yeah. gate thing. I actually just blocked a girl who I was friendly with because she was coming to my chat and she kept talking about. Uh, Obama was involved with Pizzagate. I was like, you're you're done. You're gone. The Wayfair thing is similar to that. They're saying that there were the because there were these like erroneous listings on Wayfair of like these cabinets and things like that that had like they were really expensive, like ten thousand dollar cabinets, and they had these weird names and it would all have names of like people almost. Okay. And so they they found this one listing and it was like this first name, I forget what the name was. But then they also found this name of a missing girl with the same name. So they're saying Wayfair's website has listings where instead of buying furniture, you're buying trafficked people. Okay. And then Wayfair, once you buy it, sends you the 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 the, 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 the person they're human trafficking. Let's try it. I don't have the money to buy a ten thousand dollar cabinet. No. What happens if you you want? I don't have the money to buy a ten dollar cabinet. You want you want you know like I want Vanessa. I want this guy Vanessa. Yeah, I really want Vanessa. And then you get it. You're stuck with a fucking cabinet. Wayfair, what's your return policy? Yeah, on people. Yeah, <laughs> Vanessa's a bitch. Yeah, how do you send her back? But I know. Oh, he's joking about trafficking. No, yeah, yeah. Well, yes, I am because it's a joke. That's why. Welcome to fucking comedy. Yeah, you twat. So we're finally doing comedy on this show. 
I get it. Yeah. I get it. Put yourself down for comedy. Yeah. Yeah. It was like uh, the SNL joke where like uh, and they had Rudy Giuliani on there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lauren Michaels goes. That's when he wasn't uh, that crazy. Uh, Lauren Michaels goes to him and was like, is it okay to be funny again? Is it, is it okay to be funny now? And he goes, or is it, uh, no, Lauren Michaels goes, is it okay to be funny? And Giuliani goes, why well, start now? Which they wrote for him, obviously. Yeah, of course they did. Yeah, he, yeah. he didn't come up with a line. Right. Uh, self-deprecating humor. I, I understand how it works. But anyway, fuck Wayfair. Fuck They're not Wayfair? doing human trafficking, but fuck Wayfair. Why fuck them? What they, they uh, what did they do? They sold, um, furniture so, for the concentration camps. They sold what? They sold furniture to the concentration camps. Yeah. So fuck them. So? Why? Fuck them. Why? They're doing business with fucking concentration camps. Are you are you a child? No. Are you a child? I am not. Who's who's involved with Wayfair right now that did that shit back then? Uh, everybody that runs the company because this happened two days uh, two two years ago. What concentration camps? Uh, the ones that are keeping the uh, Let, migrant. Let's camps not, that, that's not a concentration camp. When you're saying concentration camps, you're thinking World War Two. You're thinking Nazis internment camps. Fine. You're talking about the fucking kids in cages. Kids in cages. Yes. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's fucked up, too, so I'm with you. Fuck, fuck Wayfair. Fuck Wayfair. I think you're talking about Nazi, like, Nazi Germany concentration No, no, camps. no, no, I'm talking about the American this is concentration not, camps. Not a, they're, they're bad, they're not concentration camps. It's fucking... It's, they're not death camps. It's shitty. It's a shitty, camps. it's a shitty situation. It is. Sure, but... It's concentration camp. But, um, I don't know the whole situation with them, but fuck Wayfair. Yeah, yeah I mean... Fuck them. That's the thing, fuck them, yeah. Uh, so yeah, anyway, uh... It's, Jason Baldwin was sentenced to life without parole. Damien Eccles was sentenced to death. But that's not even close to the end of the story. Uh, so, so more after this ad from Wayfair. Have you heard about the snarkremark.shop? Well, if you've listened to this podcast before, then of course you have. But let me tell you again. The Snark Remark is an Etsy shop offering buttons, lapel pins, magnets, vinyl decals, and more. The most popular item is the custom lapel pin with your face on it for $9.99. They even have digital protest signs you could download and print yourself in minutes. Well, who was in charge of such a fine establishment, you may ask? Well, that would be my pal Tate. She's been my go-to artist for years. She's reliable, easy to work with, and has a five-star average on Etsy to back it up. At promo code MMD10 for an additional 10% off. The snarkremark.shop. Give snark, get laughs. Hey, Anthony here from Tornado Tag Podcast. We cover everything from WWE, NXT, AEW, and also cover the local scene with shows like Outbreak, PPW, and much more. Tune in every Friday for news, our take on local shows, and a weekly topic. Search IWEP Network. That's IWEP Network on YouTube or your favorite podcast or music app. We'll see you then. Until then, support local wrestling. So we're back. Yeah, I, I can't wait until I'm able to do ads for my jelly. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, man, it's a shame we can't use music. Like, uh, copyrighted music. Yeah. We could use uh, She Don't Use Jelly by The Flaming Lips. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or we could use songs with Green Jelly. Yeah. Green Jello. Yeah. It's Green Jello. Like, the, the, apparently what they did to kind of get around that, because I guess Jello didn't want to use a name, like, spelled like that. Yeah. So it's spelled Jelly, but they always said, yeah, J E L L Y. It's pronounced Jello. So even though it says Green Jelly, it's still supposed to be Green Jello. Green Jello. So the band's name is just Green Jello. Green Jello's name. No of the matter band how name. it's spelled, it's Green Jello. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. 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 J E L L Y. Jello. Yeah. 
That's exactly what they did. I like it. I like it. Yeah, me too. So, uh, so back to our story back here. Back to our story. Speaking of music here, uh, the fact that occult fascinations and quote satanic music was used uh, to convict Jason and Damien and Jesse too uh, made the three teenagers a celebrity cause of, uh, of sorts. Metallica uh, got behind them. Johnny Depp got behind them. Natalie Maines of the then Dixie Chicks. Uh, Are they got not the Dixie Chicks anymore? No, they uh, they variously changed their name to what? Just the Chicks. They got rid of the Dixie part because Dixie has like kind of that southern confederate connotation like confederacy connotation Dixie. yeah I, I i'm actually okay with it i'm okay with the dick because I, I love they were they were always like they were anti-bush yeah they were fucking they were like we're country but fuck these people yeah so now they're just the chicks the chicks yeah. Th- there was another one too like lady antebellum you know the, i heard the, the the fight though yeah because the lady a the, fight they changed it the lady a yeah and there's this Which is cool there's this uh singer it's, it's, yeah singer named she, like, she's lady been using a. the name lady a for 20 years she's like hey that's my name yeah, and they're like, nah, it's mine. And, uh, yeah, they had, like, this big thing, but apparently they're both going to use the name Lady Well, that a. was the thing, and now I guess it's back in court because the idea was they were going to, uh, they were going to have this agreement, and then she wanted, I guess they're saying she wanted them to pay her, the, she wanted them to pay her, like, $10 million or something like that. So who knows what's going to happen with it. But it, it's funny because, uh, to be honest, dude, I don't think many people even knew what Antebellum meant. So yeah. I think they were fine with the name, and they already have a fucking fan base. But I, li- I but a I, lot of their fans already called them Lady A anyway. Right, that's the nickname. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Like how Social Distortion they would call them Social, social D. D. Right, yeah. I call them Social D. I call them Sunny D. Okay, um, I call them that purple, purple stuff, purple stuff, Sunny D. Yeah. Um, my thing is, is like that's just what you've been going by. Just keep it. It does. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like if, it, but but I, but I do appreciate like. I'm like, oh, that's really fucking cool. They should have never, they should have been smart and never did it to begin with. Right. But they did, you know. Okay. So anyway. So yeah, so all of this celebrity support and all this uh, kind of groundswell for the West Memphis Free, it leads to a a documentary that comes out in 1996 called Paradise Lost. And uh, it was a hit on HBO. And the film is where the commonly known nickname West Memphis 3 comes from. It also spawned a group of amateur sleuths in the early, early days of the Internet's growth in the mid-90s. Uh, there was a website that came up, WM3.org. I remember that. And uh, people would discuss the case. They would try to help like pursue appeals. They would read through court records and everything like that. Yeah. So it's basically crowdsourcing. They're kind of crowdsourcing a defense for these three kids. Okay. But the first real break comes in 2007, it's a good year. When uh, DNA found that the scene was tested, finally. The, the sample came from a... There was a strand of hair that was intertwined with the knots that were used to bind Michael Moore. And a, a newer law in Arkansas stipulated that defendants could petition for DNA testing so long as they accepted the results of the independent test. Okay. And um, the DNA testing found that the hair matched none of the West Memphis Three. So this hair that was found in the, the shoelaces that he was used to tie the kid up not belong, did not belong to them. Uh, it was found to have been a mitochondrial DNA match, which is not as like conclusive, yeah. uh, to Terry Hobbs, who was Stevie Branch's stepfather. That doesn't necessarily mean Terry was involved. A lot of people think he was. Um, but it did mean that it was much more likely that the West Memphis Three weren't there. And but they say that they could that they can't really say it concretely nails down Terry Hobbs because uh, Michael Moore was at their house a lot playing with Christopher. Uh, the hair could have gotten the shoelaces naturally, but 
there was also a less reliable form of DNA testing that matched a nearby hair sample in the sample in the area to Terry's friend David Jacoby. Um, and in 2010, the Arkansas Supreme Court looked at this DNA evidence and they ordered the judges needed to consider whether this evidence might exonerate the West Memphis Three. And it definitely looked like there was going to be a new trial. Until there wasn't. Hmm. In the summer of 2011, Arkansas attorneys went to the West Memphis Three with a pretty unconventional proposal. Uh, they offered them the rarely used Alford plea. And an Alford plea is something in, in criminal law where they would be granted a retrial. The West Memphis Three would be granted the retrial. And if they got a new trial, they're probably going to get off. But you don't know, because again, the first time they went on trial, it seemed like the, the, the jury had their mind made up. So maybe they're like, oh, I don't care about this evidence. They still did it. Put them back in jail. Mm-hmm. And at that point, they're fucked. Right. At that point, they're done. Yeah. Um, but so they were offered this Alford plea where they would plead guilty. They would enter, officially enter a guilty plea while publicly stating their innocence, even though they're pleading guilty. And then they would be sentenced to time already served. So, now again, my my thing was, and we, we talked about this before, my, mine wasn't anywhere near the level of that. You only murdered one kid. Right. Uh, so, when I was arrested, I pled to mutual combat. Right. Okay. I got punched in the face. I may or may not have jab somebody in a uh reactionary like it was a react it was a reactionary jab really is what it was i got punched in the face really hard and then my left hand went out i'm right-handed well my left hand went out and and jabbed somebody and the police went to that person police came to me and my story was different from that person's story Mm -hmm. my story was yeah i got punched and then you know i it was a reaction like i you know i, I punched i hit back but not all, like i didn't like swing or anything it was just like boom i got hit and you know my hand went out it was re- it was a reaction and that person's story was he punched me in my face right and that was it so since i was the only one that admitted anything i got arrested and uh so i pleaded if i said pled i apologize because only a a uh, plebeian would say pled, right? A plebeian. Plebeian. A plebeian. Um, so I, I had a, my, my, I could, I could plead not guilty, but then it has to go up to a higher court. Right. Like I, I could put in my, my plea for that, you know, that day. And then they would say, okay, well, like now you, it, it just goes on. It prolongs the whole process. And I couldn't stay with that person. I could be near that person. Now, that person was in the fucking court with me. Right. Because they brought me there. I was there. I, w- I, was supposed to, I wasn't supposed to be near this person, but I was. Like, I was literally at the courthouse with uh, this person. I was living there. Whatever. I was living, again, uh, with her. Okay? It was a her. Okay? You want to know my goddamn business? That's what it was. It was a fucking woman. Okay? Okay. Stop pressing me. I'm not pressing. Stop pressuring me. You make me want to scream. All right. So Michael and Janet Jackson reference. So if I if I pleaded not guilty, then it would just prolong and it would just keep going and going and going. But if I 
said that I was guilty, even though I'm not. Right. If I if I plead that I'm guilty, then it ends right then and there. Right. You know, you got to pay a fucking you know court fine and uh, whatever, like the the court fee and then the, you know the fine or whatever. And uh, but it ends right there. It's done. Mm-hmm. It's done and over. You know, you can. I could be. I could. Excuse me. Did you hear that? Yes. That was weird. Technical difficulties. Hmm. So, yeah. So, it was it was one of those deals where it's like, oh, shit. You know, like, I have to fucking plead guilty, even though I'm not guilty. But, you know, it is what it is. It's like, I'm, I'm not guilty, but I want to leave, and I just want this all to be over with. So, fine. Whatever. I'll fucking put in a guilty plea. Yeah. And that's just kind of what they want you to do. They just want you to admit to some shit. Yeah, and they just want to get it over and done with and, yeah, right. and get, I, get you through the ringer. Right. Yeah. It was a fucking... It was a headache. And so I had to plead guilty. But yeah, so I, I understand. It's, it's It sucks. It sucks that that's how it's like... You know, I kind of did that to my, my oldest son earlier. I was like, you... You opened up the door to the little room. He's like, no, I didn't. I didn't touch. It. I was like, yes, you did. Because you're the only one you were you were asking about moving the TV. You were the only one. And all of a sudden, the door's open. He's like, I didn't open it. I didn't open it. And I was like, well, you're not going to Uncle Bry's room until that you admit that you did it. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm making him try to admit. And was the door wide open or just cracked open? Just cracked open. The cats can do that themselves. I, I know they can. Yeah. I know they can. So, but the thing is, is I was like, you can't go in until you, you know, you, you tell me you did it. And he's like. Well, I didn't do it, so I'm not going to admit to doing it. I was like, well, you're not going in unless you say you did it. You know how many fucking times police do that to people? Oh, all the time, yeah. Yeah. All the time. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. So anyway. So anyway, that that's the situation. And it's a little, like you said, it's, a lot, it's a, on a much bigger level here right. because yeah. if these guys get out of jail, they're going to be not only convicted felons, they're going to be convicted murderers. Like, that's going to still follow them around. Like, they're not being exonerated. They're being freed, but they're not being exonerated. Uh, if they agree to this plea. And all three had to agree to it. Like, it was a deal. It was like all, it's like all or nothing. They all had to be okay with it. And it was actually a tough decision for Jason Baldwin. His his initial thing was, no, no, I'm not. I don't want to do it. I'm innocent. So I'm not going to say I'm, I'm guilty of something I didn't do. Um, Ultimately, Jason, because he was the one holdout initially. Right. He decided to accept the offered plea. And... Mainly because, for one thing, he feared losing the retrial. Like I said, like they they felt like the jury in the first trial decided they were guilty before they even started presenting evidence, and he knew that if he if he said no and they went to trial and they lost, that means his best friend is going to be executed. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I'm got I I I'm just gonna like not take that chance, and I'm gonna save my friend's life and admit that I I'm guilty even though I'm not. Um, and on August 19th, 2011, at a trial with the likes of Eddie Vedder, again, Natalie Maines from the, the Chicks was in the audience and in, in, in attendance at the trial. Mm. Uh, the West Memphis, West Memphis, uh, three, easy for me to say, Very ag- easy. agreed to the offered plea. Uh, they were freed. Uh, at this point, they had spent about half their lives, uh, behind bars because the oldest was, uh, Damon Eccles. He was 18 and he had spent 17 years in jail at this point. Uh, Damon Eccles now works as an artist and a filmmaker. Uh, he wrote a book, High Magic, about his Wiccan faith, which he credits for saving his life on death row. Jason Baldwin relocated to Austin, Texas. He is the co-founder of a nonprofit called Proclaim Justice. In his work, he works for uh, abolition of the death penalty. I'm all for that. 
Uh, and he wants to also abolish life sentences for juvenile offenders. Okay. And uh, he's also working his way through law school. Jesse Muskelly went back to West Memphis and has deliberately lived away from the public eye. He's the one with the lower IQ, right? Yeah. Okay. In fact, uh, one of the things I watched kind of preparing for this, uh, I only watched one episode because it's all I was really able to find. There's a show on Oxygen, which Oxygen has basically become a, uh, I think it's Oxygen. It might have been Lifetime. Uh, but it's one of those ones. Oxygen's basically become like a true crime network. Right. Um, yeah. And it's called the Forgotten West Memphis Three, I think, is what it's called. And it's more about trying to find who did it. It's about trying to find the uh, the real killers. Wow. And they, one of the things is like this guy who made the film. He, he basically there's this DNA he wants to do impact testing on, which is like this new way to get a lot more DNA out of small samples. So he's trying to push for the state of Arkansas to do DNA testing on some evidence from the crime scene, but they're not doing it because uh they already think they found the the guilty people i think the the west memphis three did it and um Wait, who who thinks this uh, a lot of people in law enforcement a lot of the prosecutors he like I, I again i only saw the one episode but this the guy who was on this show he was trying to call the da of arkansas like hey can we get your permission to do this testing and he's just not getting an answer from them uh and, and it's the biggest tragedy of this all three young boys were brutally murdered and unless the West Memphis Three pulled off a, a brilliant crime, which it seems highly unlikely that they were involved, the killer was never punished. Um, some people have pointed fingers at Terry Hobbs, the person whose hair was found in one of the bindings. He had a, a pattern of corporal punishment. He was abusive. He uh, he abused his wife. He abused um, he abused uh, the kid's mom. Like there's this one thing where like uh, they were showing things from a trial. It was the same the same. Uh, the same series I was talking about where Terry, uh, Terry Hobbs is talking about how, like, I guess he broke her jaw or something. He's like, I never punched her. He's like, I backhanded her. Like, that's somehow better. Um, and others think the killing may have been the work of a serial killer. That's another theory. Uh, Robin Hood Hill was close to, close to a highway. So I think some, maybe a serial killer came through and did it. The one thing that most people think is kind of like a red herring is the Mr. Bojangles part. They uh the, that the same show I'm gonna mention one more time. The show did a thing where they had a guy go from the crime scene to where the Bojangles was, mm-hmm. and the only way to get there, you would uh, within the time frame that would have taken, you would have to basically cross to a creek, and it would have basically washed all the blood and mud off of them. Mm. So they don't think that the Mister Bojangles thing was direct. Like they don't think that guy would have been the killer. And um, sadly, as time goes on, chances of us knowing for sure seem to be dwindling. Maybe they can do that uh that thing that got the uh the Golden State killer. Maybe they can try the retail DNA, I don't know. Yeah, I mean that'd be really cool. Yeah, it's one where I would love to see, you know, uh, hopefully like whoever did this brought the justice because it is an awful, that, awful see, crime. see that's that that one that one is yeah, because as so long as it's recent, you know, like Zodiac Killer for you and you know that that one is good. Yeah. Leave Jack the Ripper alone. Stop yeah. searching. I don't want to know because we what justice are you going to get? You can't arrest anybody. Yeah. You know, like all the people are fucking dead. Like there's no descendants. We don't know any descendants of the victims. You know what I mean? Like, right. Nobody, nobody around right now is like, oh, justice for, you know, my great, 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 granny. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, there's just no. Yeah, there's. I'm trying to think. So for me. How old would that person be if, if that was real? 
It would be well, my, depends on how old they were. My great grandfather. So be for me, they would probably be around my great great grandparents' age. Yeah, back in the eighteen eighties. Yeah, because my great grandfather was born in like eighteen ninety five. My grandfather was born in nineteen o five. Right. That, he was also your grandfather. Your grandfather's ten years younger than my great grandfather. Yeah. Right. So my great my. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, guess there's just one thing left to do here. Yeah, it's uh, time to go make some jelly. No. It's time for another game of who died the worst. That's right, everybody. It's your favorite game, Who Died the Worst? It's not Who Died the Funniest. Mm. It's not Who Died the First. Mm, Maybe it is. The name of the game? Who Died the Worst? Yeah. And if you're here for the first time... I'm not. I'm here every week. This is your 73rd time, yes. Yeah, I don't think I've ever done a show without you. I tried. It'd be really weird. I tried. I know, or, or you've done a show without me. Like, I tried getting you to do one. Look, I suggested I come in and just do Who Died the Worst and read the headlines because I wasn't feeling good. I think it was last week. Yeah, we, we taped the day late last week. Right. And so I was just, I was like, my thing was I wanted to come in. I wanted to read the, the beginning stuff because, let's face it, we've been getting through these shows a little quicker when I'm not yapping, right? Yeah, and I yapped Quicker's not always better. Okay. Some people like the app. Some people like the app. You're right, but I just didn't feel good. Right. And, uh, I, you know, I got there. We And we did it a day later, and it was good. And a dollar shorter. It was definitely a dollar. It's always a dollar shorter. Hey, buy some shirts. Buy some shirts. Buy yeah. some cups. Buy some cups, uh, mugs. Dude, um, Eddie, that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. He's proudly displaying uh, a Murder My Dude shirt on his wall. Oh. Yeah. Uh, because um, what happened was he, he ordered a small by accident. Oh, no. Yeah. And there's no returns on there? I think there's a return, but what the fuck are they going to do with the shirt? Yeah, I don't know. What are they going to do with it? Throw it away? I guess you donate it, and then I don't know what happens. Probably, right? So anyway. Oh, my God. That means somebody in the Philippines yeah. or in some little tribe in Africa. It's going to be a tribe full of people with Buffalo Bills Super Bowl champion shirts from the 90s, and then a Murder My Dude shirt. Murder My Dude in a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air shirt. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's in, that's in New Jersey. That's in New Jersey. Did we ever tell that story on here? I think we did. Yeah, I think we did. I'm going to tell it again. It was just uh, an Asian woman that I saw get on the bus. This, <laughs> this, one, like this one tickles me. 2006, 2007. This was in North Bergen, New Jersey. Home of uh, boxer James J. Braddock of Cinderella Man fame. And so this woman gets on the bus, uh, Asian woman, with a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air t-shirt. She's probably, she looked like she was in her 50s, uh, rocking a uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air t-shirt. And then the other one I always remember is uh, at the Hackensack Bus Terminal in New Jersey, I remember seeing a uh, a Latino man mm. who was wearing a black shirt that had in um it had in green, white, and orange lettering, "Party Girl." Okay, that would have been my favorite the the Party Girl shirt. So anyway, that has nothing to do with who died the worst. What I'm going to do here, as I do every week, I'm going to give Jackson Wells one, two, three deaths, and he's going to tell me which of these three died the worst. Hmm. So, uh, our first death is a man named Tetsu Shiohara. Okay. Although he was more known to his uh, followers as Tedzu. 
he was a uh, a live streamer. He was a, a YouTuber, I okay. guess you could say, or a streamer. Yeah, stream. like you. You do the uh, the media thing. Do streaming. Um, and and what he was doing, what what Ted Zoo was doing. Hashtag stream life. Lyfe. Mm-hmm. He was uh, live streaming his climb of Mount Fuji. Okay. And he's doing it on Monday afternoon. He's and climbing. Throw salt in his eyes. He, no, that's Mr. Fuji. Mm, I he's, always get those two He's confused. dead. And uh, Ted Zoo is uh, near the, the top. He's up near the summit of Mount Fuji, which is a very tall mountain. One of the tallest mountains in the world. Uh, definitely the tallest mountain in Japan. And it's very snowy up there. And he's complaining a little bit about how slippery it is. And as he's doing that, he slips and falls. And he could be seen for a while uh, just tumbling down. Uh, and then the, the stream cuts out because I guess his phone broke. Hmm. and police in Shiozaka uh, found a body about 9,100 feet up, uh, about little less than um, little less than 3,000 feet from the peak of the mountain, and it was Tedzu. So death number one is uh, you live stream yourself falling down a mountain. That's death number one. Death number two is a man named Sam Ballard. And Sam Ballard was Australian. This is a very international. This is an international who died the worst. These are all not in the United States. Because here everybody dies of COVID-19 now. That's just what we do. Or, or cops. Or cops. Yeah, they're the only two causes. Or actually the bubonic plague might be coming back. Oh, great. Uh, they found a squirrel in Colorado that uh, had the bubonic plague. Great. So, um... And because these fucking idiot anti-vaxxers on both sides... The left and the right. We can't just blame the right on yeah. this. Oh, the le- it used to be a big left thing, but now with COVID, a lot of people on the right, I'm not getting it. It's mind control. Yeah. You're gonna, that's how you're going to put the, the chip fucking, in. Yeah. Meanwhile, I want uh, the chip. Meanwhile, uh, the COVID vaccine is apparently coming along very well. They're entering the final trials for one of them. Good. We but, need to figure out the bubonic plague fucking... Uh, yeah, I don't think there is a vaccine for that. We'll need to figure it out. So, uh, Sam Ballard is from Sydney, Australia, and in 2010, he ate a slug on a dare at a party. He was 21 years old at the time. Of course he did. And a few days later, he, um, he was having some leg pain. (laughs) Okay. So his leg was bothering him. He goes to a doctor. The doctor diagnosed him with, um, what is called... Slugonomics. No. Slugonosis. No, it's called a rat lungworm infection. Ew, gross. Yeah, it doesn't sound good. Grody. Uh, it comes from a parasite that is on rats and can be passed in the snails and slugs. That's where he got it from, eating the slug. Mm. Um, and both thug, you get the slug. And this can get into the intestine, uh, and it gets into the nervous system through the intestine. It burrows into the outer lining of the brain. It's like these little microscopic worms that get yeah, in your brain. brain. The brain worms. And so what happened was um, what happened was Sam Ballard wound up getting something called um, Brainware. Well, yeah, but that caused and I'm going to butcher this name. It's uh, eosinophilic um, meningoencephalitis. Gotcha. I believe that I might be wrong with this. If you've ever seen the movie Awakenings with Robin Williams, yeah, I, yeah, think, yeah. I think that's what the people in the movie had that were sleeping for like 30, 40, 50 years. And so he was in a coma for 420 days. Fucking blaze it. Thought you were going to say 420 years. No, 420 days. Uh, he awoke with brain damage. He was unable to move his limbs. Uh, he had seizures frequently. Um, and eventually he did succumb to the, uh, the brain worm. 
eight years after eating the slug. So death number two is so eating a slug on a dare. Seized his stuff. Uh, getting brainworm and being in a coma for over a year okay. and then being paralyzed when you come out and then dying. That's death number two. Fuck. Okay. Death number three is yeah. a woman named Elizabeth Isherwood. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Isherwood. Yeah. Dig it. It's, it's your what? She was a Isherwood. It's your, it's your wood? Isherwood. 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 She's a care worker. I can't do much more. Right, please stop. Uh, she was a care worker, yeah. uh, grandmother, 60 years old. Mm. She, uh, there's these things in England. And yeah, there are lots of things in England. They have buses, they have, they have yeah. beds, they have ha- houses. They and have this is within the house. So what, what we're talking about is going to be in the house. They have these things called airing cupboards. Okay. And an airing cupboard is basically a cupboard. Um, where they air. Well, yeah, yeah. Basically, it's where you put things that aren't quite dry, because I guess dryers aren't as commonplace there. Yeah. I think people more hang out their clothes when they can, and or like hang them up throughout the house. They don't really have like gas dryers or electric dryers. As oh, much as I thought we, we were here. talking about for for dishes. I was like, hey, dude, this is why dishes been getting fucked up lately. You've been sticking all our uh, all our fucking Tupperware in the dryer. In the dryer. No, yeah. our dishes getting fucked up because of your cats. Um. Right. Okay, your your dog's a piece of shit. It's rude. Um. So anyway, the um tit for cat. The airing cupboards, yeah, where you put, like, laundry and things like that. A lot of them will have, like, racks for towels. They're going to have really small clothes. They'll have a, a hook for uh, for clothes. It's a, it's a bigger cupboard. And it's almost like a walk-in cupboard. And that's a, actually what happened here. Because um, what happened was yeah, Elizabeth Eli- Elizabeth wound up no. um, walking gonna... back. It's believed, because we don't know because she died, obviously. Right she's that. in Who Died the Worst. Mm. It's believed she was walking back from the bathroom mm. in the middle of the night. When she accidentally entered the cupboard naked, and um, when she realized what had happened, she turned around to open the door that the shut behind her, and the handle broke off. Okay. So she's now trapped in the cupboard naked in the middle of the night. Airing the out. She's airing out, yeah. She's airing it all out. Uh, she's taking an air bath. Mm. Oh, look, Ben Franklin. And so, at some point, she tried to go through the wall on the other side because she couldn't get the door open. And she wound up ripping out this pipe, I guess, and she was trying to, it looks like she was trying to break the door open. And when she tore off this pipe, water started coming out, mm, and no. she contracted hypothermia, because it was cold water, and she perished. And that is death number three. Death. Uh, so oh. the recap. Okay. The death recap number one. Song. The recap is a really good song by the Dead South. Mm-hmm. Just letting you know that. Is that the one about fucking your cousin? Oh, fuck is it? I don't know. Might be. I know you were really into that cousin fucking song. So the way, the way you put it, it just doesn't sound very appealing. <laughs> we were talking about West Memphis, Arkansas, so we're gonna bring True. up the cousin fucking song. Yeah. So um death number one, yeah. uh, just to recap, is live streaming you falling down Mount Fuji. Mm-hmm. Death number two is eating a slug and then getting brainworm and and dying eight years later. And death number three is accidentally walking naked into the uh the cupboard. And then trying to fight your way out and bro- ripping open a pipe and dying of hypothermia from the cold water. So I ask you, Jackson Wells. Who died the worst? Who died the worst? Okay. So first one I'm going to eliminate is number one. Number one, the Mount Fuji guy? Yeah. It's not who died the funniest, not who died the first. He, he needed to die the first. Right. Well, at least in the order we told these in stories. In the order, right, yeah. So he's I don't gone. know which of these actually gone. died the he's first. He's gone. He's gone. So it's down to... Because he was stupid. It's down to slug like, you know, eater. You know how risky that is. Yeah. It's risky business. Is it Ricky business? It's Ricky business. I love Ricky business. Okay. 
so he's done. He's eliminated. Well, yeah, he he died. They all they're all no 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 no, no from the from the oh. from this game. Okay, he's gone. He's mm-hmm. out. He's done. Dunzo. Sorry. Yeah. What? He's what? Dunzo. 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 Gone. All right. No, Tedzu, not Dunzo. No, Dunzo. His name he's, was Tedzu. Right. Okay. He's out of here. All right. He's out of here. All right. Harry the K, thank you. You're welcome. Now we're now we're down to we're down to the slug eater, slug eater, and Aaron Closet. Okay. So this is tough. This is really tough because I start to eliminate people by who's the dumbest motherfucker, right? Right. But I don't think either one of these people are really like they did dumb things, they did but dumb they were things, innocent enough. But they're like, innocent. When you eat a slug, you're not like this slug's gonna have brain worms that right. kill me. Right. You don't and think of brain worms slugs. Yeah. Okay. You're you're in a a rental house or your vacation house. Right. And you walk into the wrong door and now you're naked and afraid. Right. Yeah, so they're both bad. They're both bad, but who died the worst? Yes. Okay. I'm going... This is because I don't know because there's no right or wrong answer in there's this. There's not. It's, it is subjective. Because it's subjective. So who died the worst? Yes. Okay. That is the name of I'm the game. I'm going to go with number... What would I go with? What do you think I'm going I with? I think you're going to go with... I know what I would go with. I, would I, go I, I would go with number three. Really? Yes. Really? Really. Really? Really. Really? Yeah. But, go, but I'm not the one that... I'm going with number two. Number two? Number two. Here's why. Mm-hmm. Here's how it happened. Here's how it happened. So number two goes in there... She's cold. Titties are out. No, that's number three. I mean, number three goes... Uh, yeah. Sorry, I misspoke, okay? Don't mm-hmm. jump down my throat. All right. She goes in. She's trying to fucking, you know, get this door open. Busting through a wall. Hits a pipe. Pipe fucking... I don't know that that's as bad as little worms in fucking festing your brain. And you're in a coma for fucking over a year. Then you come out of the coma... And you're like, you know, I got the brain damage. And then all of a sudden you fucking die. Like, yeah, they're both bad. That just seems like it's like so prolonged and just it, it is very prolonged, like torturous where the other one, you know, like how long did she was she in that room for? Uh, at le- overnight, at least. But who knows when she died? Who knows how long it took for her to die? Right. I so the other one's just so prolonged that that's why I'm giving it, you know, the winner. This OK, week. so it's, it's who died the longest. Not who died the first. Yeah. It's who died the last. Who died the last. Yeah. So, okay. Well, that, that's... But, but, but I also think it's it's that with the little brain worms, which freaks yeah. me out. Mm-hmm. Like, you have I, worms crawling all over you right now. You just can't see them. They're microscopic. But if I had to die, if you had to die of either one, yeah. which one would you choose? You would choose the brain worm one? I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. No, nah, I wouldn't choose that. Fuck that. I'll take I don't want anybody hype. finding me naked. <clears throat> Why? You'll be dead. That's true. You don't give a fuck if somebody, if you die and they put a Dallas Cowboys jersey on. That right? is true, yeah. You don't give a fuck about that because you're dead. You, you'll never know. The the present you. But you, you, you're dying like, oh, God, they're going to find me naked in a closet. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know all that shit. Like, yeah. like when I'm dead, yeah, like I know that I'm going to be laying on a fucking table and somebody's going to be like, Sue's got a small dick. <laughs> and I'm gonna like, and then I'm going to fuck it up my eyes and go, it's bigger when it's hard. Let Rick and Morty set in, you know, and then I'll then I'll redie again. Like it was pushing daisies. Yeah. I'll just come back for the a pie maker bit. comes by, yeah. just touches, touches you, me, and then touches you again. I'm awake for a minute. You know? Mm-hmm. I got a minute. 
to to help him solve the fucking Dude, crime. I fucking love pushing daisies. If uh, okay, so so it's over. Go to projecthumanoid.com. All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> fucking email all that shit. You know, you know what the show is called. You know by now. If not, listen to previous shows. It, it's on the it's on the download. We we it's need to plug pushing daisies. Yes. I I can't I can't tell you how amazing that show was. There's a girl named Chuck. There's a girl named Chuck. Pie Maker's a handsome man. Mm-hmm. It's got the, the 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 detective dude. Motherfucker. Chai McBride. Yeah. Chai McBride. Yeah. Yeah. I always I we just we had this thing where you just thought he would just he looks like he would just go, motherfucker. We came up with that with that show Boston Public Boston where he played Public. the principal. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We were like, he just looks like the type he's just gonna he's just gonna look at you randomly and just go, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. And also had uh, Kristen Chenoweth in there. Kristen Chenoweth, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we were talking about musicals earlier, and she was in Wicked, I think. Musicals, huh? Yeah, interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, uh, we're gonna daisies. do. We're gonna yeah, watch Pushing Daisies. I'm watch sure it's Dead only... Like Me, Wonderfalls. I've never All seen the Brian Wonderfalls. Fuller shit. I've never seen Wonderfalls, but uh, I've heard good things, and I gotta watch it. Definitely watch Dead Like Me. Which is also a girl with a boy's name. Yeah, it's George. I George. think or Georgie or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It had Mandy Patankin in it. It was Rube. Yeah. Rebecca Gayhart for like five episodes and then she was gone. Great fucking series, dude. Yeah. Great series. Pushing Daisies was the best. Took a lot of um, art direction from, uh, oh, uh, what's uh, Amelie? Yeah. Oh, I love Amelie. The French the movie? Yeah. The French movie? Am- Amelie? Amelie Poulain. Yeah, Amelie. Yeah. But we're like, Amelie, because we're from Philly. Yo, Amelie. Emily. Emily. Yo, Emily. Yo, Emily. Em, come here. Yo, Em. Yeah, it's fucking Emily. Emily Poolin. Poolin. Emily Poolin. <laughs> Yo, she's from Tasker Street. You know Emily Poolin from the, Tasker The only French name that uh, people from Philly can say right is Bernie Perrant. Perrant, yeah. Nobody's going Bernie Parent. Yeah. That's un- that's that's inconsiderate to Bernie. Right. How dare you. And and Claude Giroux. It's yeah. not Giroux. Claude. Claude Giroux. Claude Giroux. And Poirot. No, just kidding. They he's, don't, he's Belgian. They don't know how to say Achille Pachel. Pachel. Okay. So, anyway. so that's pretty much everything. Uh, yeah. So thank you for listening. We'll yeah. we'll be back next week <clears throat> with some sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, I, have to, I have to just like, I don't know, like warm up my vocal cords. Yes. Yeah. It's always good. Always good to keep them in tip top shape. Yeah. Me, 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 me. And me. Uh, so we, me, we, 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 we. We'll see you next week with more murder. My dude. So I uh, I hate to burst your bubble because I know you didn't really know this, but um, I'm Jack the Ripper. And the Zodiac Killer. And Batman.